Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Happy, happy Christmas, Jolene. How are you? Nolik Honadit. How do you say it in Italian? Um, buon Natale. Buon Natale. Buon Natale. And my daughter, who's who's now 19 months old, uh, mm-hmm. has jumped onto the word Natale to uh, like for everything related to Christmas, but also like snow because we have snow now where we are here. But also like snow and also the clothes for snow and everything to do with winter is now Natale, and she gets very excited. And we actually have to say good night to all of the Christmas things every Aww, night. Oh, that's so cute! So ciao Natale, ciao Natale, like the tree and the garland and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And is 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 um, Santa Claus coming this year? Babbo Natale, sì. Baba Natale. See, oh, that's we so have cute. all the letters. Daddy Nanolik. Yeah, yeah. So, tell what me, Jolene. What are you getting for Christmas this year, Jack? What am I getting for Christmas this year? Yeah. I have no idea. Surprise. A break. I love a good surprise. <laughs> but I've actually just uh, stuffed my face last week with all these chocolate letters, which my family brought over from Holland when they were um, here. So you get gifts on the eve of Sinterklaas, which is on the 5th of December in the Netherlands. And usually you get your first letter of your name in a big chocolate bar. So I've been like munching away. In fact, I'm just after eating the end of the J this minute. (laughs) You wouldn't have saved a little bit for your good friend Jack, no? I'm sorry, Jack. (laughs) The the JJ is like gone, gone away. (laughs) Well, Christmas is okay. So what I've learned in speaking to different people, but also since I emigrated, is that Christmas really is very, very different in different countries. Obviously, you have Christian mm. and non-Christian, but even non-Christian co- countries, they celebrate Christmas. They take advantage of the fact that there's a worldwide celebration happening. But everyone does it kind of differently. And one thing I've realized is that in Ireland, it is 10 to 12 days where you see as many people as you possibly mm. can. That's what I love about Christmas. It's great. And it's all your friends and it's all your family. There's, you know, there's a work party and there's, you know, any group you're part of, there's a party for that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. for example, in Italy, it actually, the whole place kind of goes to sleep for three or four days. Really? Yeah. The idea of having a Christmas party with friends is kind of novel. Actually, it's really three days in the house with family and Mm -hmm. you don't really even visit the extended family. Okay. So I, I do love the Irish way of doing it, <clears throat> to be honest. I miss it. Yeah. I love a good Irish Christmas. I love the gatherings in the pubs. I love catching up with friends. I love to sing songs. I love seeing people that I haven't seen all year. Absolutely. I love all the food that you get. I just love the crack. Let's talk a little bit about the food. In your family, would there be anything kind of slightly unusual that you would always have at, at Christmas time? Good question. So I suppose the traditional Irish Christmas is this kind of turkey and ham and spiced beef that we'd have in Cork. But as you know, I grew up in a pub, right? And we (laughs) used to serve this Christmas lunch Mm. um, for the couple of weeks running up to Christmas. Mm. And I'd obviously eat at home. And by the time Christmas Day came, all of the Cronin family were just like, don't give me the turkey. (laughs) I am allergic. Mm. So no, we would usually have um, maybe a nice piece of fillet steak, cook it like Chateaubriand, um, lots of roast veg. Now, my my sister-in-law is actually from New Zealand and 
she's kind of injected this energy of uh, brunch time celebrations. So these days now we're starting with like eggs benedict and champagne and then that continues yeah. into this like feast as the day continues. Amazing. So that's kind of the the Cronin family Christmas these days. And of course there's lots of presents and so much sweets and chocolate and it's full of joy. Amazing. What yeah, about you? Well, ours, we, we, I would have always had the traditional the traditional Christmas in a way. We would have had cook in, uh, goose instead of turkey. So that would be the only mm, thing that's a little goose. bit obstinate. A lot of people have goose and goose is delicious. It's like you don't really eat goose ever in any other point of the mm. year. So I really mm-hmm. associate it with Christmas. We generally have it also with a cranberry sauce. And then mm, it's just loads beautiful. of roast, ro- loads of roasties. I love the red cabbage with apple oh, and red wine. Red really, really good. Mm. Bit of Bramley apple sauce. You know, mm. just there's always about 12 to 15 things on the plate. Too much on the plate. And then, you know, yeah. the eating it for days. Everyone loves the, the post Christmas sandwiches. But actually the one tradition that we have in my family, which came from my grandmother, which then came from her mother, they were mm-hmm. butchers traditionally okay and what they would do in line with the cork tradition of spice beef which is basically Mm -hmm. a brine barrel with jamaican spices people don't really realize that but that actually came from a trade route that was coming through cork many many years ago Mm -hmm. so it's like an all spice cinnamon kind of black darker spices spice mix my great-grandmother i guess would have thrown the tongues into the barrel Okay. That wouldn't usually have been eaten by too many people. So they would have been a little bit left over in the butcher shop and they'd build them up in the barrel and then they would have spiced tongue for Christmas. Beautiful. I'd say that's gorgeous because tongue is such a really nice meat. My granny kept the tradition going and and my mum did and now I do it. One year I actually did about 14 or 15 spiced tongues (laughs) to give them as gifts to people. I haven't been so good in the last couple of years, but even since I moved to Italy, I actually got myself a spicing barrel, I got some saltpeter, I put it out on the balcony and I spice a couple of tongues and I nice. do them here at home. God, it's delicious. Great. Have you ever had spiced tongues? That, that sounds really good. Okay. It's we like the consistency of pastrami. Next year, huh? Really, really nice. There's so yeah. many different traditions around the world and that was, I suppose, the real motivator for this episode, wasn't it? For sure, yeah. So where would we go? What we did was we chatted to a few different people that we know from the Neighbour Food Network and a little bit uh, further afield, who shared with us what Christmas is like, either back where they're from or where they are now. So where do we go first? Let's go to France. Uh. So we spoke to the lovely Pascal Rossignol, our friendly wine merchant, Le Cabot Wine. Remember a few weeks ago we did that natural wine chat? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, just at the end, we tagged on this uh, quick question where we asked him about his hometown of Burgundy, what he loves about Christmas, what were all the great dinner things on the table, and let's have a listen. The way it works, um, and as most people are aware, uh, Christmas Eve is probably as big of a meal as the Christmas Day. Okay. So you definitely have two for the price of one there in Burgundy. I come from a family of nine, nine kids, nine siblings. Uh, we were born on a farm in Burgundy, so really traditional. With um, uh, My father was a hunter, so game was probably part of the equation as well. And so with all this in mind, it's as traditional Christmas as I've been I won't say subjected to. I was actually delighted to, to, to receive th- those Christmas. So 
Burgundy Christmas starts on the 24th, so you kind of sit down. The idea is to sit down around 8 or 9 o'clock in the evening when all the family has gathered and try to make the, the, the meal last until 12 o'clock. When it's time to send, or before 12 o'clock, should I say, time to send the kids to bed, and then that Santa can do his thing come when we're all in bed. So, so try to wait as close to 12 or a little bit after 12 for the adults, but the children have to be in bed in 12, and you spend that time around the table. So it's usually a kind of a five, six-course meal in Burgundy, starting with all the time snails, Ooh, snails in escargot. the oven on a kind of escargot, exactly, yeah, with a kind of a nice uh, garlic parsley butter. Uh, and usually the wine to go with that, I must talk about wine being from Le Caveau. There has to be <laughs> wine, wine as a French uh, Bourg- dinner table at yeah. Christmas. Bourgogne Ligoté is, is, is ideal, uh, a kind of a nice dry white wine anyway, to just cut through the fat of the, of the butter. Then course number two t- would tend to be um, a kind of a fish course, you know, uh, and that can be whatever fish, you know, is available at the time. Um, so from the sea, no real season there, you, you can find a ni- nice fish and, and, and that's a, you would have your fish course. Um, tr- it could also be kind of a seafood uh, platter, you know, depending, and that, that's, you know, that that's would be the, the different way. Um, after that, the meat, meat would be, so the turkey, yeah, the meat, so uh, a red meat, so very often in our family would have been maybe a, a hare, sive, you know, the a hare, uh, you know, uh, hauntage, uh, and then it would be kind of in a wine sauce, really dark wine wow. sauce, and this is where the, the nice bottle of wine, Burgundy in our case, would be, would be open, the, the red wine. Um, salad, course, to digest all that, help you process, is the next course. Uh, then cheese would be brought, and, and, and again, if, if the best bottle were not open for the hair, they would be definitely brought in at that stage. Oh and it God. lasts, and lasts. And then there is dessert. Uh, no, the bûche de Noël uh, would be brought in at that stage. In fact, bûche de Noël, you have it two days in a row, because that's the, the dish that comes in at both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day dinner. And by then, you've had, um, you know, you have a lot of wine, you've had a lovely food, uh, and you've met your family because, you know, for, you know, a family has gathered. So that's it. You're really into the festive season there. That would be the Réveillon. Uh, of course, it's hard to say, but that would, those dishes are more, I think the Réveillon is more a family affair. There's no real kind of, a, you know, a set dishes. And that's what happened. But uh, that long, long, long uh, eat, eat dinner before Christmas always happened. Christmas Day. It sounds a bit more traditional. Christmas Day. Um, I thought that was actually the meal for Christmas no, Day. That's Christmas but you were Eve. only talking about Christmas Eve. Uh, that's ha- Christmas it's Eve. amazing that's a, that's how evening. French people Before. have these like huge decadent meals, but usually in the middle of the day. Like, how do you move around at oh, all? Oh yeah, the lunches. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, well, in fairness, yeah, with the lunches, with the heavy lunches, yeah, they are. Uh, uh, they're good, but they're let's good. talk about Christmas they're, Day they're lunch. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Christmas Day lunch, yeah, Christmas Day lunch will start at twelve. You know, um, um, oh sorry, and I should mention as well um, uh, the, the reason why as well it starts to finish at twelve because you go to we used to go to midnight mass mass as well. Ah. That's why you were waiting for midnight mass. Sorry, <laughs> what are the reason? So kid goes to bed midnight mass and uh, and and then um, yeah, that, that that would be why the réveillon took took place. And uh, the idea behind it, I guess you know, but that's what. We've been. That's what is, is is happening there. Christmas Day, uh, more traditional. So, 
So there, yeah, it would be kind of a typical like four or five course meal for sure, like uh, all the um, turkey centerpiece. Turkey is the meal, is the, the, the meat served as well. Uh, but dindo marron, you know, uh, with that? chestnuts. Um, oh, dindo marron. Uh, so that would be a, a really, really traditional dish uh, okay. for sure. Um, uh, different starters, you know, that, that there's no really set starter there. Turkey is, is, is the, the, the main course. And yeah. a two-day affair and so much wine that you can't. And then, of course, more cool. wine. So remember, you've had a lovely, really nice meal tonight before. You got up early, probably again, uh, the, you know, you have got to church and you will come back then for lunch. Uh, and and uh, you really, really tend to be full from the day before. But I think those food, I don't know if you're more able for them or they, 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 there's no issue. There's, you know, you're ready. You're ready. You're hungry again. Christmas Day for sure. And the big turkey there with the, the, the puree de marron uh, uh, is certainly, uh, yeah, the too tempting to leave, you know. It's and dessert feast. again, those bûches de Noël, traditional log. Uh, bûches de Noël is the, the Christmas logs. Uh, Usually chocolate, <laughs> you know, for most families, I guess. <laughs> uh, and again, same thing, as much one as you can, and and uh, and you, you just ease into the afternoon. You would very often stay. You're still at the table of lunch, come six, seven o'clock, like almost time to reset, and finish the rest, as we say, finir les rest. So then the Christmas evening is just um, you reheat stuff, and and uh, because yeah, after, after all, you've been chatting and drinking all afternoon at the table. You're a little hungry then come, come evening time on Christmas Day. And that would be my experience of Christmas. In France, that's, I guess it's, um, it's very similar around the region. To, to, you know, the, I guess the meal, is, the dishes are different, of course. French, French regions are so... They're so... Um, they love the, the, their own region, so they, they would always fly the color when it comes to their own specialties. And everything, but yours is you know? a burgundy flag. That's it, yeah. Thank you, Pascal. Okay. Have you ever been to France for Christmas? No, I have only ever spent Christmas in Ireland and now in Italy. Okay. Have you ever been to any other country for Christmas? Mm, no. Okay. Have you? I have. I have. I spent Christmas in the Caribbean one year. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> you saucy bitch. <laughs> I just get that in there. Get that in there. Caribbean. <laughs> I was I spent Christmas in Beckway. It was absolutely fantastic. So it was one of these islands in the Caribbean. And um yeah, it was amazing. So we we were actually I spent two Christmases in the Caribbean. What am I talking about? Jeepers creepers. But anyway, let me tell you about Beckway. Um we caught loads of fish, we um had barbecues on the boat, and then we had a big meal in a restaurant with lots of other yachties around, which was really, really cool. And uh, we sat out in the garden and um it was a, a lot of cocktails, a lot of rum, and a lot mm. of fish. That's what I remember from my uh, Caribbean Christmas. Good times. Beautiful. Good times. Christmas Good times. in the in the sun in the heat is is something different, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is beautiful. It's kind of weird, like um, kind of yeah. walking around in sarongs and togs and the Santa hat, you know. <laughs> but anyway, let's go to another hot country, will we? How about Japan? Yeah. What do you think they do in Japan for Christmas? Well, I th- Japan is cold for Christmas, no? Well, Japan is a big country, like, don't they have cold bits and hot bits? No, it's all cold, I think. It's all cold. Malaysia. God, I am Malaysia so is hot for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find me? 
Uh, Malaysia. Okay, well, will we go to Malaysia so for Christmas? I want to see what a yeah. hot Christmas is like. Let's go to Malaysia. I want to hear Norza. what a hot Christmas is like. Okay, so this is Norza. Norza is from Malay Kitchen. And she told us all about Christmas in their country. In shopping mall in Malaysia, shopping mall are compete with each other to have the grandest, biggest Christmas tree. Like you are talking about six, seven stories business, uh, six, seven stories Christmas trees, <laughs> and glorious oh, celebration. It is, yeah, and people will go there, uh, have fun, take photos. It is a, 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 a beautiful place to go. Instead of shopping. And which city is this? Is this in Kuala Lumpur? In, in all cities. In all cities. In all cities. Okay. Yeah. And which city are you from? Or where I'm are from, you from in Malaysia? Uh, I'm from Klang. It's not, not, not in Kuala Lumpur. It's like half an hour away from Kuala Lumpur. Okay. Okay. So tell us about the, um, you know, the, the days around Christmas. What can we expect to see on the Malaysian dinner table in particular? Because that's what I'm really interested in. Yeah. In Malaysia, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. Okay. It's different. So, like, people nowadays will go to restaurant for the buffet, but traditionally, most of people will stay at home with um, different foods on the table. We have different uh, ethnic groups. So, normally, like, if you are uh, Christian Indian, you have Indian food on the table. Mm-hmm. If you are Chinese, you have Chinese food on the table. But roast normally will be on the table, definitely. A roast? Yeah. Like a roast what? Roast chicken, uh, roast beef, you know, that kind of international okay. food. Okay. That's and not what I was food. expecting, actually, i got to say. I thought it would be a, a little bit more traditional Malaysian cuisine. Yeah, it is, but we have uh, international food as well on the table. Of course. For Christmas. Yeah. For Christmas. So, you know, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And is it all the family around the table on the 24th for... For on the, the full meal, what happens then on the 25th? 25th, normally people will go out and join the Christmas tree. Okay. To the malls and then hang out with friends. So um, on the Christmas day itself, it's more like um, going out with friends. Okay. And what's the weather like in Malaysia at that time of year? Uh, we don't have winter over there. So uh, it's, uh, it's uh, summer all year round. So and you're wearing we, sunglasses in the sunshine under the Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, even we have a fake snow, fake snow in the shopping mall. Okay. Yeah, it's a big celebration there, actually. We just want to feel that it's Christmas Day. So uh, they will bring the uh, the, uh, the snow, um, what do you call it, snow machine, to blow up the yeah. snow. Yeah. So that's why people want to go out and enjoy the day on Christmas Day. Amazing. So... I'm getting, it's pretty similar to our dinner at home, roast chicken, roast turkey, lots of meat and lots of family gatherings. That's what happens in Malaysia. Yeah. Is there any dish that you remember from your childhood that you had every year in your family, Norta? Uh, Normally I'm a Malay, so we have a Malaysian food and definitely roast as well. Uh Roast and do you repeat that in, in Ireland now? Do you celebrate it in the same way now that you're in Ireland? Um... On Christmas Day, actually, <laughs> not on yeah, Christmas okay. Eve anymore. <laughs> we have to keep up with the, with the uh, tradition here, you know. Oh, okay, Christmas Day in the morning, yeah. we go um, to uh, Elderly's house to wrap up uh, to uh, enjoy the presents, and then uh, Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. Okay, and who Fantastic. who who's cooking in your house? 
Uh, I'm closing my house. <laughs> I'd imagine so. <laughs> and Norza, can I ask you, you obviously love cooking because that's the reason why you're in this business, right? Yes, yes, definitely. 100%. Can you can you tell me just a really small little bit about Malay Kitchen, what you guys do? Oh, we do Malaysian food. Uh, like uh, Malaysian food is a combination of Malaysian food, Indonesian, Thai, you know, and small bit of Indian influence, uh, Singaporean. So it's kind of more like stir fries. Okay. Instead of um, it's a light light food, a bit spicy. Um, a combination of our South Asian food, and we do the sauces in the jar as well for people to take home and cook themselves. Yeah, you do amazing sauces. Actually, I've tasted your sambal; it's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's I've also tasted your sambal, and I'm a big fan of your pad thai as well. Oh yeah, thank you very much. That's good to know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Really delicious. How do you say a Merry Christmas in your language? Uh, Salamat Hari Natal. Salamat Hari Natal. Uh, Natal, N-A-T-A-L. Natal. Can you say it one more time for me? Uh, Salamat Hari Natal. Salamat Hari Natal. Yes. Salamat Hari Natal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Norda. Thank you so much, Norza. That's amazing. Looking forward to celebrating Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) I think now we should maybe go to the home of baby Jesus, the home of Christmas. I know it's really cool that we managed to find someone to let us know about Christmas in Bethlehem. eh? Mm, That's right. Yeah. So we spoke to George, um, who lives in Dublin, but he has not only lived in Dublin, he's lived in Greece and Turkey and Berlin. And his hometown is Bethlehem. And he's very, very proud of his origins. And he told us all about what Christmas is like there. Because I'm from Bethlehem and I raised in Bethlehem and I studied in Bethlehem and I love Bethlehem. <laughs> no way! God, yeah. you're the right man to talk to, so yeah, didn't and we I'm... fall on our feet? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So... And I am uh, like uh, it's it's so like to be honest, the best place to celebrate Christmas, Bethlehem. Oh, I can imagine. I think so. Yeah, 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 big time. Yeah. But I, I feel I, I'm a bit sad because the situation now at the time being, and you know, you know the yeah. situation yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. No, the COVID, it's, it's a tough and, one. yeah, tough, yeah. very tough. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. And and tell me, what is Christmas like in Bethlehem? Amazing. What's, what's the typical Christmas like there? Uh, like uh, before a few days, they lighted the tree in the square of Bethlehem, and uh, you know people gathering. And my 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 parents now in Bethlehem; they were in Greece now in Bethlehem, and they told me from our house to reach the manager square where they put the tree. It's like just driving distance, like five minutes. Okay. It, it it takes the people three hours from my place to reach because overcrowded it was. Sure. Oh, crowded. Wow. Why? Why? Not because of Bethlehem people, because uh, many people, they came from Nazareth, from Haifa, from all this. Uh, those people, they came to see the, the, the tree. And so it was overcrowded. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a yeah. big, big tree. So in the center of the town. Yeah, they always every year they do nice tree and uh, nice celebration and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss it, to be honest. Uh, of course. I don't know when the last time I was there, two years, three years, but uh, mm. uh, I loved it there because uh, mm. I am Aramaic by myself. You know, I came from Aramaic church, uh, okay. like an old uh, church, and uh, we have a special celebration and Boy Scout. And I was joining the Boy Scout that time when I was young, and... Uh, uh, it's it's unique, unique uh, celebration. I hope, w- guys, if one day you can manage to go. And- do you know what I'm really interested in, George? Is what kind of food do you guys eat at Christmas? The f- like the food, the uh, big food, the Palestinian cuisine, very rich. I don't know mm. if you try it. So you can first of all, when you go to the manager square, lots of falafel going on, okay. you know. So that's what we like. We take just to keep us going, or shawarma, falafel, and this hummus, all these things. But uh, the day of the celebration, like the second day, the 25th, we have a big meal. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. let's say an example, it's not necessary to be one kind, like not like mm-hmm. as a turkey, stuffed turkey, no. Like, let's say a, a lamb or a grilled or a stuff or a courgette with stuff, vine leaves, rice, and minced meat cooked very nicely. Uh, so it's, it's or oh, uh, chicken grilled with the rice and topped with minced meat and almonds and pine nuts. It's, it's amazing, the cuisine. It's, it's yeah. really nice food. I yeah, miss it. I yeah, <laughs> you yeah, make yeah. me hungry now. <laughs> and it's dinner time, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, nah, it's, it's, I miss it. I, actually, I was thinking to go this year to go and celebrate, but because the COVID the situation, it's, it's uh, unreal. Right, so it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not, ah, unfortunately. And do you have any like special um, Bethlehem kind of greetings for people at Christmas? Like, is there any kind of message that you, you guys would have over there? No, like, like in the Christmas time, we celebrate as here, like uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Like, mm. let's say before the Happy New Year as well. The You know, the same, you know. Mm. Uh, how do you say that in your language? We say it in my language. Kolam yes, uh, like or Kulsani Winter Salem. The same in a way. Kulsani Winter Salem. Or Kulsani Winter Salmin, like for plural. Okay, okay <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good. So stuffed vine leaves, mince, chickpeas, hummus, falafel. Everything, everything. This is this is art. We are we are our cuisine rich as as we know, and it's very rich, and it's really, I miss it. I miss it, mm. to be honest. What about dessert? Dessert, we have knafi. You know mm. the knafi. No, tell knafi, me knafi Okay, it's simple, actually. It's very nice. It's a basic, it's a, like, let's say mozzarella cheese, but we use our cheese the same, mm-hmm. like similarity. Okay. Uh, we put the, uh, uh, the dough of the, pastry but it's like the noodles mm-hmm. the noodles okay. uh, so they uh, you put the noodles with this special butter unsalted butter then you put it uh, in a like in a in a pan and then you put uh, the cheese the mozzarella let's say mozzarella cheese but we use our cheese like nearly sure. the same and then sure. another 
lay of uh, the noodles and then you put it in the oven. Uh, so it will take around like 15 minutes. Then you will see it's red outside. Then you okay. took it and then you make the sugar mm -hmm. syrup. And then when it's coming from the oven, you put the sugar syrup in top. Oh, oh, mm. then you <laughs> eat. <laughs> oh my Sounds God, really I am good. so hungry right now. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, George, nice. you're basically our Bethlehem correspondent. I wanted to ask you because something I've realized as we as we chat to everyone from around the world it, is Christmas very much a time reserved for family, or do you also use it as an opportunity to meet lots of friends as well? Family and, and friends, friends yes, for sure. Like that's the good. The, the, that's what I miss, as I said. Like uh, back back home, like in this day, we meet all the friends and mm. the families. Like like we gather all together. Uh, like the tradition in my the old time. Unfortunately, now all immigrant. All in the old time, uh, we gather in my grandfather's house. It's like in the middle between my house to to my grandfather and then just like five minutes walking to the manager okay. square. So we gather there, we have the food, all the family, all the member of the family there. And after we, we have the food, then we go and celebrate like congrat, the friends, the relatives, like, like all the community together. Uh, yeah. I miss it. I miss it. <laughs> George, thank you so much that you've given us a lovely little insight into Christmas at Bethlehem. It sounds beautiful. I, I, I hope wish, you get back there soon. I wish you guys, you can go and see by your eyes how's the celebration. I would there. love to do that. That would yeah. be a great Christmas, I wouldn't would it? I would love to do that. Uh, be beautiful. I'm telling you, I, I was in many places in Europe. I, I lived in Germany, in Berlin. I lived in many places. In, I lived in Turkey. I lived in... Uh, I, I, I celebrated class before two years in Brazil. Uh, many places, but the atmosphere in Bethlehem is completely mm. different. Well, someday. Yeah. Thank you, George. Someday. Our Most welcome. Correspondent. Most welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm just confirming on this weather situation. The weather? In, in, in Japan. Ah, come on. It was like Japan, it's further south than us. It must be warmer. Like it's close to the equator, isn't it? The. No, Japan definitely has all snow this time of year, for sure. Okay. Because I was in the north of Japan two years ago, and I just checked oh. the south, and it's snowing in the north and it's snowing in the south, so it's definitely not snowing in the middle, or it's definitely not <laughs> sunny in the middle. Oh, Jack, of a disaster. No, but you wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known either, only that I was there, you know? All right. Well, not only do I not know that Japan is a cold country, which I would not have suspected... Being close to the equator and being the silly little plonker that highs, I am. Highs of 15 <laughs> degrees. I mean, it's not cold. It it's ain't not, the Caribbean, it's though. warmer than here, like. <laughs> but anyway, I also got the city of where Takashi is wrong from. I asked him, was he from Kyoto? But he's actually from Fukuoka, Fukuoka, which is in the south of Japan. And I asked him what was Japanese Christmas like. We sat down for a cup of coffee and a chat and this is what he said unexpected answer alert <laughs> this is Takashi Miyazaki the renowned Japanese Michelin star chef living in Cork and the man behind Ichigo Ichi and Miyazaki Takeaway um, 
Christmas we're we are not the kind of you know the region religion things. Okay, so, so you're not religious. No, really, and then we are Buddhist. Okay. So, but we do celebrate Christmas here. When I was a child, I celebrate celebrating Christmas with the family. Okay. And then. Um, I asked them the present, like. Oh yeah, it's very to important here. to have presents. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, we get the presents from Santa. Okay. Yeah, and then actually my birthday is it's closer than Christmas Day, like so. What day is your birthday? It's the eighth of January, like. Oh, or, that's close you know, enough to Christmas. Close yeah. enough, like so. Yeah. It's the. It's good for parents, like you know. Okay. So, do you get it. one present for your birthday and Christmas, or do you get two presents? Because no. I have the same problem as you. Really. My birthday is on the fourth of December. Uh. <laughs> and so my mom is Dutch, as you know. Mm-hmm. And in the Netherlands, they um, they give their gifts on the fifth of December. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For class. Yeah. So it's often the case that I might just get one present. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, same. I, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, as I remember, yeah, I got one. Oh, amazing! Thank yeah, you. Put them together, like. So yeah. one one present. present like okay anyway so yes and then Christmas when I was child the family you know dinner and then get the big bucket of the KFC oh KFC yeah, okay the KFC is a huge in Japan Christmas on Christmas time. Day yeah yeah so you go to KFC Seriously. rather than uh, cook dinner at home yeah we got the so funny. huge you know two bucket of the KFC and that they have a kind of, kind of Christmas you know special yeah, okay. KFC stuff like okay okay and then my granny made a kind of typical uh, sushi a type type of sushi like yeah what's in her sushi <laughs> her sushi is called uh, Chirashi Sushi you see the, um, she got the big the wooden bowl and then she put the sushi rice on the bottom okay. and on top uh, many different things on it, like a cooked prawn and uh, uh, egg seed and raw fish and something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gorgeous, yeah. like so many yeah. colors. Like. So what I'm getting from you, mm. you don't really celebrate Christmas like we celebrate Christmas no. in terms of uh, big family dinners. Mm-hmm. It's a trip to KFCs. That's the highlight. <laughs> but we still get presents. Yes. <laughs> Good, okay. Yeah. And do you have a special greeting in Japanese to say Merry Christmas? We say Happy Christmas. Eh? Yeah. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Huh? So do you Merry feel... Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And on the tail, you're like, you know, yeah. all the ads, like, if everything, like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and especially for Christmas time, like, uh, all the restaurants open. The, the, okay. the busiest day, like you know, fully okay. booked restaurant everywhere. Okay. So, twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and they open it. Yeah. And then, kind of special day for couples as well. Okay. Such a romance, okay. like you know, snow and Christmas okay. decoration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And would you get the family around for the dinner on Christmas Day, or not really? Would Would you get your extended family, like your aunts and uncles and grandparents? Do they all arrive to the house or not? No, really? just the, yeah. Just our family, like. just direct family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these days, you live in Ireland. So, how long are you living in Ireland now? Nearly fourteen, I say. Yeah, fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. And have yeah. you uh, adapted your ways now to a typical Irish Christmas? Yeah. Or do you still keep some of the Japanese traditions? No, in your I house? won't. I won't like it because I don't have my you know my family side here, so mm-hmm. I just 
go you, you go with the there, orange floor. Yeah, their side, like so. Okay. Kind of, kind of once a day, yeah, special things. Like. So, will you be cooking a turkey and ham and spiced beef for Christmas? Yeah, their family cooked the yeah traditional turkey and ham, and then some starters, all right, and yeah. Very good. Yeah. And will you put, inject a little bit of Japanese culture into that, or you just leave them at it? Oh, I don't cook that at the time. You their stay their away. family thinks, yeah. So their family do. They have their own. You know, style like yeah, 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 mom yeah. cooked that tur- turkey and then and dad sliced that you okay know, ham and turkey and, and then ready like yeah very good that's it mm-hmm. that's all I need to know Takashi oh, okay okay Merry Christmas <laughs> Merry Christmas Merry Christmas I loved that by the way unexpected answer alert good I didn't ex- I didn't expect KFC. <laughs> I did not expect KFC. I nearly absolutely choked myself, but I was trying to hold it in, to be honest, when I when I was sitting with him. And um, yeah, he was really kind of sincere about it. Like, that's what they do. They go to KFC. and that's Yeah, but in, another, in another way, I'm not surprised at all. I was lucky enough to visit there two years ago, and, and Japan just seems bonkers from our point of view, which also made me think that we must seem really bonkers from their point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I then thought of speaking to a friend of mine. So this is a friend, not a, not a, co- a great cook, but not a professional one, who mm-hmm. um, invited me over to his house once uh, for Christmas Eve because he he's Polish. He's from Polish parents. But disclaimer, he's got a very thick Aussie accent because he grew up in Australia. But he's kept a lot of his Polish traditions. And one of the main ones is a lot of Christmas Eve action. So here's Luke Wojdaszkiewicz speaking about Christmas in Poland. If you could maybe tell me, because I don't even know what the name of that dish is, but I remember I had it with you. <laughs> Can you explain to me what that Christmas Eve dish is? Okay. What's it called, for example? Well, the, the, the dish that we had was, um, so it doesn't really have a name <laughs> per se, other than, other than just sledge which in Polish just means herring, right? Okay. So there's <clears throat> obviously uh, Christmas Eve is um, in Poland is all about fish because uh, I guess along the lines of the the, 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 the original kind of Catholic traditions, you, you fast mm. you fast on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is all about fish. So it's, 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 it, there's a variety of kind of fish dishes that you have. So traditionally um, – Christmas Eve is all about a lot of a lot of different dishes. So if you're doing it if you're doing it by the book, there's thirteen thirteen courses. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so it, it tends to start with cold dishes there. So the cold dishes tend to be um, a number of variety of different types of dishes there. So some people would have um, fish in aspic. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would have um, uh, uh, different types of herring. So um, you might have herring roll mops or you might have herring done different ways. So the way um, we did it and the, and, and the recipe that we always used at Christmas was the one that you had there, which was um, Matthias fillets or just kind of um, uh, raw herring fillets in brine. So um, when you get the fillets, they're quite salty. Um, mm. And it's all about... Um, 
it's all about kind of cutting through that salty flavor because if you have a raw herring fillet, it's, it's, <laughs> it's in brine, it's not a particularly um, flavorsome thing. So the, the recipe that we had is a family recipe, which is herring with sour cream, onions, and apples. And yeah, raw, raw onions. Raw onions is, raw my, is, my, is my memory, yeah, because it's yeah, not too often absolutely. you eat raw onions. Absolutely. But it's no, no, it's, like it's, it's not. <laughs> but I, I guess it's all about the combination. So, look, you, you know, the, the herring is so kind of salty and oily that, you know, the, the, the rest of the dish is designed to kind of cut through and hmm. and and supplement those flavors. And it's always a best, it's always best um, made a day or two beforehand. So, and, you know, obviously with the Christmas rush, we, we always end up doing it at the last minute. But at the very least, we always manage to get it done the night before. Okay. Um, but it's the kind of dish, like a lot of Christmas dishes, always taste better on the second or third day. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and the reason they taste better is because once the – once, once, once you once you layer all of the bits and pieces, and, and and running through the recipe very quickly, what you do is you you layer the herring down on the base, and then you um, then you chop chop up um, onions, and generally it's white onions. They tend to give you a a sharper, cleaner kind of a flavour there, mm-hmm. and you and you cut them very fine. General sprinkling of that, and then very kind of very fresh and hard, crisp. Um, granny Granny Smith apples, kind of mm. grated, mm. but you have to use them very quickly because if they go brown, then they lose that tart, that fresh tartness, mm. and then very quickly you cover it in a you cover it in a, a, a kind of a thin layer of sour cream, um, and then the quicker you do it, that the better it is. And it's a kind of thing that the first time you do it, it's always wrong, and mm-hmm. it's a kind of thing that I watched my mum do it for ten years before mm. I start. <laughs> <laughs> before I started making it and then you start making it and then eventually, you know, I became the one to kind of do it. And it's all about the, it's all about the, it's a kind of a subtle, um, subtle combination of the onions and the apples and the sour cream and, okay. and really the combination of flavors together just kind of cut through. So it's, it's the, it's the, it's the lovely kind of mellow, mellow kind of yogurt flavor of the sour cream the kind of sharpness of the onions, the sweetness of the apple, and then that just goes with the saltiness of the herring and the combination of the three kind of mellowed together um, is just that wonderful combination of flavours that you have, you know, which is yeah. traditionally we, we always did it the night before and then it tastes very good the next day. But, look, you never eat it all. And, you know, the Polish tradition is that, you know, over Christmas you um, – you you, you you visit family over the over the three yeah. or four days of Christmas. So yeah. the, the the second day of Christmas, so it's a Christmas day, instead of the turkey and ham, the Poles do the same lovely big traditional dinner all over again, but with meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's you know it's it's lots of pork, it's lots of lamb, it's lots of other different kind of meats that you 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 would kind of make. And then the lovely thing about that is that. Um, you know the other the other kind of very traditional things that you you have would be a kind of a s- soups and salads as well as the other kind of dishes so for example a a, a soup that you might have with um uh you know be a um uh, barst which is the can you know the like the german <clears throat> the cabbage kind of no, the, the yeah. red, red beetroot, beetroot. Soup. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's three or four kind of big soups that, that will be traditional in Poland, and it all depends on the regions and the family. So um, you have barszcz, you have um, another one called żurek, which is a fantastic soup. It's a very Polish soup. It's um, It goes on a sour, a fermented sourdough base, so it has a lovely sharp flavor. But you can have all different types of żureks. And um, uh, so, you know, on... Uh, on, on Christmas Eve, you'd have the soup with either with a pierogi or with a kind of a pastry, kind of like a Polish gyoza type of thing. And on Christmas Eve, they're filled with mushrooms and cabbage. And then on Christmas Day and afterwards, you you would fill them with, say, mushrooms and meat or just meat on its own. And Beautiful. so that's so, so like a little folded pa- pa- pastry, like a um, yeah, it's, you, it's, you, you said gyoza, like a raviolo kind of. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it kind of looks like a gyoza because just they tend to be a lot smaller than, say, a ravioli or do, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? So that they're, yeah. they're quite lovely. And and there's other ones called ushki where they're more of a kind of a pastry version. Um, and you either have them, you don't tend to put them in the soup, but you have them, you, you serve them with the soup. Crispy, and, baked in the oven or something. And they're okay. lovely. So, you know, um, so, yeah. So, you know, like all of those bits and pieces, it's all about... It's all about having having a number of dishes or the same dishes over a few days. So the herring always tastes better on day two. And if it mm-hmm. makes day three, then day three. But <laughs> <laughs> And of Very course good. the lovely thing the lovely thing about the um the herring dish there is that it goes beautifully with a, a kind of a cold shot of vodka. You know. Yeah. It's, that, it's that combination of that you know, uh and, and, and vodka, you know, good Polish vodka. Is, it tends to be much smoother than Russian vodka because it's um, it's 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 based on um, it's based on grain rather than potatoes. So inherently, mm-hmm. Polish vodka has a smoother flavour. And served cold, you just get that lovely soft, kind of sharp but flowery kind of roundness that just really cuts through the herring, and it's it's a fantastic combination. You know, beautiful. And and one question I want to ask you because as we've chatted to a lot of different people, we've kind of begun to realize that the idea of going around and visiting everybody for Christmas, yeah. all your friends and everyone is quite an Irish thing that actually most other cultures tend to just be with family. Yeah. It's like actually a time when the roads aren't full of cars and for example, COVID isn't spreading all around the community whereas for Ireland it's an opportunity to have 10 days to see Everybody, it's almost Everyone. like a bucket list, <laughs> yeah. you know. In yeah. Poland, what, what what's the way? Is it is it more about kind of just touching base with all the cousins and the family, or it, is it kind of? It's exactly that, and everyone would have their own kind of um, traditions about who you go to see, who who comes over for Christmas Eve, and then who you go to see on the first day, and who you go to see on the second day. So, like for my family, mm-hmm. there um, we 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 have a particular family when when we are in Poland there that are just like the center of a huge net of family and they would always have a mixture of a kind of core core family and and some very kind of close friends they tend to do have a lot of overseas friends so whoever's in town joins you for christmas um so it always tends to be you know 15 or 20 people around this massive table and then the next day on the first day of christmas we always go to a particular cousin's place and she has her own kind of Mm -hmm. um 
she has her own kind of group of family, which is slightly different to the one before. There's a bit of an overlap, but then there's a few extra kind of lumped in, and and then the next day you go out, and <laughs> and it's like a pebble, you know, that that the, it goes into the water, and you kind Ripples of and go. yeah, you, you you ripple out through the different layers of family and friends, and you know, then a lot of people, yeah, a lot of younger people, then on the second day. Um, would even then, you know, gather their kind of close friends together because you know you've seen your you've seen your mothers and your fathers and mm. your brothers and sisters, and then you kind of, you know, you you you, you mm. that's that's when you pop out, and you, and and very often then, you know, if you've seen people for for a couple of days, then then the next, you know, one of them would disappear and say, "Oh, I'm going over to see my friend," and you know, blah blah. Mm. blah. So yeah, it, it, it's very much that Irish kind of. Uh, yet another way is that the Poles and the Irish are so kind of close together and, and there's that real simpatico between the cultures, you know. Nice. Well, thank you, Luke. There you go. Now we know all about Poland for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we just have I'm to do gonna... it again. So that was a lovely little trip around the world, wasn't it? Lovely. I really, really enjoyed, like, actually tracking those people down and, you know, just finding out a little bit about uh, what, what's happening around the world. It was a lot of crack. Any new tradition you want to take on board? Um, I think I need to get more into this Christmas Eve um, mm. job. Sledge. You've know? got to get sledge. yourself some sledge. Sledgehammer is normally um, pints and pints for me on Christmas Eve, but I think um, I think I should be kind of sitting up on the dinner table with, like, oodles of food around me like wouldn't that just be amazing it would I'm going to do an Italian tradition this year what's that I'm going to make tortelloni so it's Mm. like the big tortellini Mm. the little folded kind of horseshoe pasta I'm going to make the bigger version of it and it's usually served in broth so I'm going to make the tortelloni in brodo delicious for this Christmas I'm going to miss not seeing you this year I know yeah there you go no we normally have like a a little ho 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 meeting down the beach. Ah, the Christmas swim. I know. Christmas and ah, I didn't even think because I was thinking, okay, COVID, we can't travel back. It's silly anyway. We've got small kids. I don't want to risk anything. We're gonna stay put this Christmas. And then I started convincing myself, I'm not really gonna miss anything. I'll come back in February when there's no cases, and I'll be able to go and actually see people. I completely forgot. I, there's no way I can do the swim. Uh, the swim is probably the best part of Christmas Day. The atmosphere on the beach is phenomenal. Mm. I just love seeing the entire community out and everybody just running into the water, dipping and screaming and shouting and then getting handed little hot whiskies or slow gins afterwards. And it's just so, so, so much fun. I love it. It is. It's really nice. Anyway. February? Are you up for having a Christmas Day swim in February with me? Well, I'm going to have 40 40ths this year, so we might make it one of the parties. (laughs) So let's do that in February. Okay. Merry Christmas, Jolene. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friends. (laughs) 